Introducing Mortgage Matters. He has no idea how bad it is out there. He has no idea. A show dedicated to helping you navigate a challenging and ever-changing financial and real estate landscape. The economy continues to face numerous difficulties. Now, your hosts, Dan Podesto and Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. The fact that you're being called upon to help clean up Wall Street's mess is an outrage. Broadcasting live from the KVEC studios in San Luis Obispo. What economy are you talking about? It's time for Mortgage Matters. Good. Good. Good morning, everyone. There we go. Am I just not hearing myself? Uh, I, I, there I am. All right. Good morning. Let's try that again. This is the final Mortgage Matters episode of the month of February. So glad that you've taken a little time out of your Saturday to join us. It's going to be a fun show. I've got good news and bad news right off the. Right off the jump here, the bad news is that all of my um, all of my prep work and stuff is going to be lost for a while as my computer decides whether or not it should upgrade to Windows 10. All right. We'll see how that works out. The good news is... It's bad for me, I guess. Mike <laughs> Points has joined me on the radio show um, in place of Jason today, and he called me yesterday. Mike called me and said, Dan, I just want you to know... I've got it all planned out. I've got this. You don't have to do anything. So, perfect, right? You know, this is perfect. It's working out it's great already. I love it. Good news, bad news. Yeah, no stress or anything like that. <laughs> yeah, I don't. So, remember, Mike, I don't remember away. that phone call. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I, I think today's going to be a really good day for listeners that are in the process of either looking to buy land, build a home, add to your dream home. Uh, we've got a very special guest who'll be on um, just after about nine thirty. Uh, Stephen Hicks. Uh, Long-time architect, uh, biz, um, planner, excuse me, county planner that worked with all types of permits and how to deal with the process. He's going to get into the nuts and bolts. He'll talk about the good, the bad, the ugly. And what I love about this guy is he should be on radio. I had lunch with him. He's so animated, you know. Um, but let's get into a couple things. So th- first of all, this week... Uh, we saw the Dow Jones come back up strong and stay. I mean, it went up a good two and a half, two point six something percent, a strong up uptick, and it stayed. And um, I mentioned the Dow Jones because everyone that's been listening for over the years knows that we talk about there is a correlation between what the stock market's doing and mortgage rates. And typically, when investors see the Dow Jones going up and staying, they're going to put more money in the Dow and mortgage rates start to get a little bit worse. Um, I don't know how many mortgage loans you pr- excuse me, priced out this week, Dan, but I did quite a few and I didn't see a worsening. Oh. I mean, I, I saw a little bit earlier in the week, but all the people that I have in ESCO right now are people, if you're looking to still do refinances, it's still an opportunity out there. Oh, definitely. To take advantage of what's going on. Yeah, this week, Freddie Mac announced that mortgage rates have officially hit a 12-month low. Um, their their announcements always seem to lag a couple of weeks, because I feel like we hit that 12-month low a week or two ago. Yeah. Um, but we were still experiencing some incredibly low interest rates, about three-eighths of a point lower than at this same time last year. Um, so that's good news for anyone who's purchased a home yeah. in the last... 12 months that they can potentially get an even lower payment. Um, You mentioned the correlation between stocks and mortgage rates. Um, It's definitely a correlation. People, people, investors have 
a finite amount of money to invest. What are their choices? They can invest in stocks. They can invest in bonds. Yep. Um, unless they're just flush with cash, that's it's hard to do both. Mm-hmm. Um, so usually when you do see improving stock prices, that money is coming out of bonds and going into stocks. And that's that's why there's that correlation. So I did notice, as far as rate worsenings or improvements, I did notice a little more volatility this week. I saw a couple days where we had... I think it actually alternated. I want to say Wednesday I saw some worsenings. Thursday I saw some improvements. Mm-hmm. Friday I think I saw maybe a couple of worsenings. I noticed that 10-year um, treasury yield was up a little bit. It looked like it was up around 1.77. Yeah. It's about 10 basis points higher than it was last week. Mm-hmm. So that would indicate that rates are maybe a little bit higher than last week, but still incredibly low. Great opportunity. I'm seeing loans coming in at a pretty healthy clip right now. There's a lot of new business coming in the door. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. so for those of you out there who are thinking about should I or should I not refi, it's worth a consultation. Mm-hmm. It's generally a free thing. I know it's free at our company. I don't know about others, but for us, it's a free assessment of your financial situation to see if you can improve where you're at with your mortgage. And, um, and the process right now is taking about 30 days, but I think with this influx of new business, we're probably going to start to see that processing timeline move to about 45 days. Yeah, I mean, let's be honest. We're, we live in the Central Coast, um, and services are limited. I mean, we don't have the population that an L.A. County, uh, Santa Clara County, or San Mateo County have where I'm from. Um, the appraisers can only do so much. I mean, I, I'm in a 30-day purchase transaction and an appraiser just tried his best to get me something back, but sure enough, he didn't. And, you know, we got to be conscious of that. I I don't say I feel bad for them. I wouldn't say that. I mean, they've got tons of business. This is what they signed up for, but I do understand. And what I also would say to people that are, you know, I've got an appraiser coming to my house on Monday. Uh, we're looking to do a refinance, Eric and I. And I'll just kind of segue into uh, what we're going to be talking about the next hour. We had the architect come out first. Um, and, you know, a friend of mine, smart gentleman, and we look at blowing out a bathroom wall to the layman is like, oh, this is going to be, you know, we're going to need permits and we're going to need this and that and the other. And he made it very clear. Yes, you should get a permit for this because we're going to be moving, you know, some plumbing and stuff. But we had within 35 minutes a great discussion with him, and now we know what to do next and execute. So we we continue to to have the appraiser come out. We have that happens. We get the contracting bid coming. All that can happen in 45 days with the process that what we do at Central Coast Lending. You know, obviously, I wouldn't be doing my own loan, but I'm sitting next to. Jason, who's on the show all the time, and he's just telling me, look, as soon as you get the construction costs and what you need, we'll just take cash out against your property and it'll be a great deal. And I think more people are thinking now than ever, I like where I live and if I need to move up, what do I need to do? If I need to get that better house, what do I need to do? And then they start looking at the numbers and it's, it's quite frankly, it's asinine. I mean, why would you sell your house to move into a, a larger house, pay more property taxes, have to deal with escrows on both sides, selling the house, buying a house. It's just, it's for most people that have 
a life and a family and kids. It's, it's a lot. To, it's a lot of work to do. I would recommend you sit down and think about what if we just made the house we live in better. What if we added that third bathroom that you know Johnny and Jenny really need? What if we What if we put that barbecue that we saw at that house we walked through in our backyard? What if we made an outdoor living space? I think that's. I think really what what listeners and people out in San Luis need to do is get comfortable with your neighborhood and make your house better because right now you can do that through your mortgage whether it's a refinance whether it's a renovation loan and we're talking like four and a half percent interest rate at the top end on these renovation loans yeah to spread that out over 30 years and live in that house comfortably for the next 12 I mean that's a real good decision to make can I uh interject i, I talked sure. to you briefly before the show i actually recommended you guys this week i don't know if you remember like um about a month or so ago i um had a friend that's trying to sell some property that's kind of hard to sell because it's the location and it's it's nice it's nice if you're, you don't have to get into town all the time and it could be kind of like a good um vacation property or something like that but mm-hmm. anyway it's out behind right. lopez lake and it's up uh, High Mountain Road, and it's kind of out of the way. And um, she, and it doesn't have a lot of like, um, you know, I mean, it, it, it's off the grid. Um, okay. But uh, she has a potential buyer, and uh, you guys were saying that you're kind of not afraid sometimes of the more obscure kind of loans like that. So what do we I say, recommended? Dan? I recommended <laughs> that you know that uh, she recommend that to the potential buyer that they give you guys a call. Cool. See whether or not you can come up with something that can be funded, you know, how somehow how you can get some funding for it. Great. So thank you, Jim. Yeah. No yeah. Problem. I, I always that. I one of my primary responsibilities at Central Coast Lending is to make sure that we have products to sell, that we've got a product for every individual's need, um, for every type of home that's out there. There's a lot of unique properties, especially in this area, and those present challenges when it comes to appraisals, Mm -hmm. challenges, Mm -hmm. mostly with the appraisal, with trying to find what is this thing worth when there's nothing else like it, or Mm -hmm. there's not a lot of other properties like it that are selling. Um, it becomes a challenge. It becomes difficult for certain financial institutions to get comfortable with the value of that property. So um, right. I always like to say that if it's financeable, we can we can do it. Yeah. You know, well, I was saying that you guys are local. You're here in San Luis. You know the Lopez Lake area. Right. You know that the 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 weird properties that are you know not weird, but the types of properties that are out there. Yep. And um, so I think she was going to have the she was either going to give you a call. Or she was going to have the potential buyer give you a call and yeah. try to work out some ideas as to Great. what could happen. Very cool. Yeah, well, we'll let you know if that happens. Thank you, Jim. Mm-hmm. We always we always welcome uh, call-ins on the show. I think that if you have questions about what we're talking about here, refinancing, uh, the idea of building out your house, if we've just turned the light bulb on for you, call in. Let's talk about it. 543-8830. Again, 543-8830. That calls right in here. You'll get to talk to Jim first. He'll screen our calls because he doesn't like to let anyone on that talks about the car show. That was last hour. This is more. <laughs> this is mortgage matters. Yeah. And um, what I think is so going on then. People are looking to buy land. It gets difficult because they say it's the chicken and the egg. I want to buy the land and I want to build a house on it. And I say, okay, great. That's a great idea. I want to do that too. Um, 
how far along are you in the process of the plans for the house? And they say, oh, you're not listening to me. I want to buy the land and then I want to build a house on it. And I'm like, okay, no, no. <laughs> you're not listening to me. I need to, we, people think that you can just purchase land, take six months, eight months, nine months, whatever it takes to do the survey reports and then start building their house. You can do that, but most of these new construction loans want to hop on the project, lickety split, right, Dan? Is that yeah. right? I mean, yeah, and there's so many different ways to approach a new build project like that. Um, you know, you can acquire the land for cash and then take your sweet time getting, you know, ready to, right. to pull permits and, and put a shovel in the ground. Um, usually, when you're financing the purchase of the dirt, there's not a lot of banks or lenders out there today that are really interested in, in a buy and hold on land. Um, they're not interested in financing that. They will f facilitate your project and help you finance the land purchase if you're going to move quickly through the process to ultimately build out the home. Um, yeah, that, That's just what we're seeing. That's the landscape today. It used to be that you could get loans more readily for land and just sit on it. Mm -hmm. You know, you didn't have to act so quickly. Now it seems like you know the the banks that are lending on land want you to get in and out of that that financing soon yeah and you got to think about i think a lot of people understand that the bank has it's a business transaction for the bank they need a collateral they need an asset that if worse comes to worse and we have no, the borrower no longer can make the payments they need to be able to sell that asset it's not easy to just sell land I mean, I guess it is on the Central Coast, but <laughs> it's not easy. So people, what happens is there's m multiple ways to finance raw land. And I want to just bring up a couple of the opportunities. Dan mentioned it's difficult to work with banks. It's difficult, but they're out there. Um, we, have a, we have a partner that we work with that will allow you to have 30% down and purchase a product. So you'd have a, whatever the value of the, the land is, you'd come to the table with 30% of that and to close escrow. Then you'd have the rights to the land. That's a bank financing on land, land loan we call it. Then you could go down and do all the things you need to do with the, the city. You could um, have the architect come by, you could pick where you want, You know, have, have your bedroom facing X, Y, or Z. Um, the other way which I see a lot of people do this is they'll do what's called the seller's note and the seller will actually carry a note for you. And that's a really smart way to start the process because the underwriting is really what the seller wants to underwrite. I mean, they have the right to ask you questions. It's a business transaction, but typically it's a much quicker, much more, shall we say, reasonable agreement that you'd have with the seller where now the seller takes position as the bank and they at the close of escrow they give you title and you start paying them an interest payment on what you bought the land for um, and so at the end of the day what happens is you you take over the land you have interest only payments and we will start working with you to figure out when you're gonna have those permits ready when you're gonna be ready to start construction and as soon as you do, we will pay off that seller, the seller's note for you, and we'll start the construction build. So I've already had two clients in the last six months do this, Dan. I actually have one of them that's come back to me. Um, they've been idle for about six months, and um, they, they, they got the seller to take on a note. They've done all their homework, and now we're going into the construction loan process with one of our partners where we'll actually lend them money 
on a draw system, like a line of credit, if you will, through the through the business bank. And when they're done and that, that whole project's completed, they'll do what's called a takeout loan. And Central Coast Lending helps them with that. That's where they can say, Mike, our final balance is X. We've got we've got a certificate of occupancy. The the county signed off, and um, we're ready to take out a loan. And we can offer them a thirty year pro, uh, mortgage, a fifteen year mortgage. We just literally buy out that loan. And if the loan is lower than five hundred and sixty one thousand dollars in this county, it's a high balance conforming loan. I mean, we we would be able to go to forty different banks. If it's higher than 561 200 we get into jumbo financing, which is something we're very specialized in. You just have a couple different, um, shall I say, guidelines, lending guidelines that we have to follow. So obviously it's smart to stay in touch with us during that process. We walk you through the whole, the whole enchilada. And Dan, we brought on this partner that did new construction lending, was it 18 months ago? Or was it just, something like that. just over a year ago? We've had a lot of conversations with them. They they're, they seem to be very helpful. I think what's happening, though, is people are saying, gosh, it's just so much work, you know? I have to, I, I want to do the loan with you, Mike. I want to start a new construction loan, but I don't really know how long the project's going to take. I don't want to carry interest for that long. And what ends up happening is people kind of sit idle. You know, it takes about six, eight months for them to just pull the trigger. Have you experienced that on your end or... Are you not dealing with these loans as as much? Yeah, no. I'm. I mean, I'm trying to. I'm focused on some other things. Um, yes, you are during the week primarily. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I. I do know that it's a. I mean, it's it's a big endeavor taking on a build. So there's a lot of thought that goes into it. A lot of a lot of planning and and conversations before actually executing on. Mm-hmm. On that. Mm-hmm. Here's something I know you do know to a T though is that you know what it costs to buy a house right now price per square foot and it's in san lewis i'm seeing stuff above 500 now that yeah. sounds about right yeah in fact 500 dollars a square foot if you i mentioned this a couple of weeks ago if you go to our website centralcoastlending.com we just released it was i think it was about two weeks ago we released our um our real estate update it's it's a statistical update um we do it quarterly and so this most recent release was summarizing the entire year of 2015 including the fourth quarter data and it it breaks you know it looks at the whole county it looks at individual cities it looks at regions of the county and what's really interesting is looking at that price per square foot number by city and seeing how it varies. Very interesting. What I yeah. notice when we do, whether it's purchases or refinances, um, when we're involved in a mortgage transaction and we have to get an appraisal, nine times out of ten, that appraisal comes back at the price per square foot times the square footage of the home. It's you know pretty simple. At the end of the day, that's a pretty mm-hmm. easy metric to to hang your hat on as an appraiser. So a lot of times it's it's very close to that number, plus or minus the improvements. You know, have, do you have brand new finishes? Did right. you just remodel? Or right. are you living in something that's been used and, and worn for the last 30 or 40 years? Right. That'll, that'll affect you up or down or, you know, from that median price per square foot yeah. that, that seems to be a pretty accurate measure of your value. I agree with that. And I, I had um, coffee with <clears throat> um, Jerry, Jerry Reynolds of Patriot Valuations. We're going to have him on the show in April. He's an appraiser. He moved here from the East Coast and he's been here in, in San Luis for just over two years now. And we don't really get to talk to appraisers anymore. They actually, they, 
and there's a reason for that, and I won't go into detail. But but they still, you know, we're still friends with them, and they still they still give us great information. He said something that resonated in me so perfectly with what you're just talking about, Dan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's the math piece. You can't you can't uh, disregard that. But he said the one thing that I start considering that from the second I walk in the door is like, could I live here? Is this a nice place? You know, like when when you have friends over, you you know you clean your house up enough so that when they walk in the door it's very welcoming it's it's a home to uh hang out in he said i wish more people would do that because it does it does make an impression on him as to what type of home we're looking at and what he's giving a value to so there's that qualitative piece i guess is what i'm saying is is he walks through and and um so if you're getting an appraisal soon or if you're in the process of looking to you know um sell a home Think about that when you're when you're looking at the appraisal. Look at our website. Go and check out centralcoastlending.com and and look at the article Dan was talking about our real estate update. Um, all of our articles can be easily found when you get on the main page. Um, up at the top, we have a couple of navigation buttons. You know the company info, the loan center, mortgage rates, market updating blog, and um, there's also a section there on the radio. But we would hope that you check it out. Dan spends a lot of time on this website, and I got to tell you, we get more and more activity than I can imagine just from the website. So good, do- good job, Dan. Yeah, it's a fun project um, to constantly add that content and help people. In fact, um, my wife's one of my wife's coworkers had. He's a young man looking to buy his first home. He's in his you know early to mid twenties, um, young guy, but he's got a nice salary. He's a he, he's starting to think about the future, think about stability in his life, and, and think about investment as well. And, and part mm-hmm. of that strategy for him is buying real estate. And um, and so he has no idea about how to even start this process. And we have an entire, a huge section of our website dedicated to just explaining every single step of the loan process, what the rate lock process is like, what the application process is like, what documentation you need, the do's and don'ts of, of, of what to do with your personal finances when you're involved in a transaction, and Correct. on and on and on. Um, so he was kind of blown away when I showed him that section of our website. It was It's pretty neat to know that we have all those resources and that, that they're displayed in a way that um, the average person can understand them and, and figure out what's going on for the most part. Um, so yeah, we do put a lot of time in the website. We don't pay for ads. We just get a lot of organic traffic and we show up in search results because we blog about the questions and issues that come up every single day in our office when we talk to clients. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's really nice. And we'll probably yeah, we're probably going to get ready here for a commercial break listeners. When we come back, we'll have Steve Hicks talk to us about his knowledge on the permitting process, building and his two cents. He's he's a local. He's been here since 19 actually bought a house in 1978. I don't know how long Steve's been here, but we'll we'll get him to tell us about that after this break. So Grab another cup of coffee, uh, get ready for some more Mortgage Matters. Stick around. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Keep it locked to Mortgage Matters on KBEC News Talk 920. To ask a question, call 543-8830 or 800-549-5832. We'll be back in just a few minutes. For those of us who live here on the Central Coast, we know this is a unique place to have a home. And for over 30 years, Patterson Realty has been a vital part of San Luis Obispo County. Patterson professionals have led the way in real estate by adapting to new market conditions to make sales happen. What they offer is the quality of their people, agents working just for you. Get the experts at Patterson Realty on your side. 
Experience the Patterson difference. Call 544-8662 or online at pattersonrealty.com. This is Jason Grody with Central Coast Lending. Our loans are not trucked in from some big bank. They're raised right here on the Central Coast. No hormones, no GMOs, no antibiotics. Call today and get your gluten-free mortgage from a caring lender that knows you only accept the best for your family. Just call Central Coast Lending. You buy or refinance a home. Just call 543 Central Coast Lending is an equal housing opportunity real estate broker. California Bureau of Real Estate number 018-39608. NMLS number 328-358. Through seven presidential administrations, bull and bear markets, and unprecedented change, Blakesley & Blakesley has been here helping residents of the Central Coast reach their financial goals. So if you need retirement advice beyond Social Security, want to roll over an old 401k, or simply seek guidance through an important financial decision, visit Blakesley & Blakesley in San Luis Obispo, Paso Robles, and Santa Maria. Blakesley & Blakesley, for the service you deserve and the advice you trust. Member FINRA and SIPC. What a state of generosity, look what my agent got for me, just by switching to State Farm. A few hundred unexpected bucks, I couldn't ask for more, but now I've got to figure out what I should use it for. A new bike would be radical, but maybe something practical, like a pet baboon with one robotic arm. Get to a better state, State Farm. Switch to State Farm and you could save. To find out more in San Luis Obispo, call Agent Susan Rodriguez. You're tuned in to Mortgage Matters, which airs every Saturday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Your hosts, Dan and Jason from Central Coast Lending, want you to join the conversation by calling 800-549-5832. Now, back to the show. Okay, everybody, we are back for more Mortgage Matters. Dan, I think your computer's ready now, yes? I'm back. I'm online. Woo. Yeah. It's hard not to just picture the California Raisins when this song comes uh, on. That's all that? I can think of, yeah. The little spin moves. Oh, yeah. Oh, I love this. <laughs> I love this song, actually. It's a great song. It's really great song. I think a perfect weekend for me would be listening to oldies driving up the coast in, like, an older car, you know, like a convertible. I just That just seems like a... Slice of paradise. Maybe that'll be our theme this this uh, we'll well, go today. We'll, we'll do oldies today. Yeah, we're just gonna nice. take a bunch of breaks, no, people, and then come back and <laughs> like the Archies, <laughs> Marvin Gaye, those guys. Right. right, right. Okay, well, we're back, and like I promised in the beginning of the show uh, before the first break, Steve Hicks is here with us. So, uh, Steve, before I, I just want to say again, uh, Steve, Steve, and I had lunch. This week, uh, I met him at the Home Builders Association here on the Central Coast, a great organization that I spent a lot of time with. And um, Steve, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. We're really ha- glad to have you. You're going to be educating us on all types of stuff today. But um, thank you for coming and uh, appreciate you having you here. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Um, now you're on. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. So thanks for having me here. And, uh, Appreciate everything. You called me a planner when you first uh, introduced oh, me. Oh, Mike. Here we and, go. Uh, He's going to start with sure the correction. People understand the difference between the planning department and yeah. the building department. Okay. It's a. It's just a small matter. 
it's uh, most building departments work underneath their community development departments, the planning departments, and planners uh, enforce zoning ordinance okay. while the building department enforces codes. So you always have to go to your planning department first and say, mother, may I put this addition here or build this okay. yurt in this neighborhood? Mm-hmm. And, and, and you have the zoning ordinances, which talk about, yeah, you can build an apartment house next to this single family dwelling. Okay. The yeah, building the- department is mainly interested in how you do that. You do it to the minimum code standards. So, so it, it meets the code. Got so, it. When you say code, we're talking what does about that mean? all the, the codes that are enforced or, uh, they're a matter of law uh states um adopt the international building code that's throughout the united states Mm -hmm. and then california adopts it and calls it the california building code Mm. and then your local jurisdiction your city or your county Mm -hmm. they have their own adopting ordinance and that's where they put in things like oh in this town you have to get a permit even for a fence. Like when I worked for Santa Maria, Mm. we got permits for all fences in the city of Santa Maria. So, you know, I've worked for, you know, I've I've been here since 1972 when I came to go to college and get a degree in architecture. And then um, got to stay, had 15 jobs trying to stay here. <laughs> right. But four of those jobs have been in working for jurisdictions. I started in Grover Beach when in 1983. And then in 1990, I was in the city of Atascadero, uh, then Santa Maria. And then uh, last 14 years, I was with the county building department and got to ride my bike to work finally. That's great. Yeah, that's a, that's a cool part of, of, of working and living downtown, you know, and they're trying to do more of that, as you know, more work life uh, living downtown where you can not have to take your car, get on a quick, get on a quick bus, take ride your bike. And that'll be it'll be exciting to see how those those actual plans get developed and how it affects the city. But we, we can't we don't have a crystal ball. We don't know that now. What do you so one of the reasons we had you on the show Steve is because we think that a lot of people are in the process of making their home larger better etc and you know I, I would like to have you educate us on you know where you began what what the process is to go down and get a legitimate permit that you're going to be able to not only do the build but add value to your house so either whether it be when you sell it or God forbid, have an insurance claim. You're all good to go, correct? Yeah, we're talking about a clear permit history when you go to sell that house. or um, Non-permitted work can, can cloud a title. It can get ugly when you try to get a permit. You have to deconstruct, and sometimes you're unable to insure. Or if something goes wrong because you didn't wire it right, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, there's a fire, the insurance might say, hey, you did this work without a permit. <laughs> this doesn't count. Yeah. Yeah, that's scary, right? Yeah. You just think that you're saving a couple bucks and you got what you wanted at the end, but then when push comes to shove, the permit does more for you than just pushing yeah. paper down at the the county. Well, the codes and the standards that building departments enforce, they they build safety into the built environment. We take all that safety for granted, 
but it's, mm-hmm. there's codes and standards and permits behind that. And those permits and inspections are there to make sure that that, that safety happens. It's just minimum standards. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned for this process that you start by going to the planning department and they'll tell you based on your zoning and based on your location and certain things like that that this is what you're able to do yeah and then you hopefully agree on on what the project's going to look like and then when you're going through the project and getting those inspections to make sure you're doing the work correctly and, and meeting those codes is that the building department that's then involved Right. The planning department's just going to give you a zoning clearance usually or sometimes, like if you want to put a second story in a coastal area, you may have to go through a land use permit Mm. where you'll actually have a hearing, a public hearing, or in this town, some some areas you need an architectural view. Right. Uh, So that gets, you know, gets you into a public hearing. But that's all through planning, right? That's through planning. And okay. then once planning says, uh, yes, you may do this to your property, then you draw, get the plans done. Mm-hmm. See, planners are looking like uh, at design documents, just schematics of what you want to do. Then you get construction drawings done and take them to your building department and say, can I have a permit to do this? We plan check those plans, uh, make sure they meet the minimum code requirements and then give you a permit mm. once you have the permit issued you paid the fees involved in you know paying for the plan check and inspection then we come out and inspect at various stages the foundation the framing electrical mechanical plumbing the insulation etc until the building's finaled and we sign the final you know inspection at the bottom of the card and that then it's you're done with us right you can occupy Mm -hmm. so the building department is the one who's actually issuing the permit yes okay so is planning out of it at at that point you know unless there are conditions that planning puts on a use permit yeah it says okay this this house when it's finished has to be pink or it has to have red tile roofs or it has to have this type of landscaping Mm mm-hmm and uh, you have you have a planner coming out to make sure the planning conditions were done before mm-hmm. final. That's the only time planning gets involved. But uh, when I mention landscaping, because of the latest water shortages we've having, the state has mandated uh, landscape requirements. So that whenever you do landscaping, you're supposed to meet these new state requirements. And that's another if if you want me to get on a, a bandwagon here, we'll start talking about all the things that building departments have been, all the requirements that, that it comes down to the building department to enforce. They keep growing exponentially. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I, adding a lot of cost because yes. of all the regulation. Well, um, it starts with um, protecting the soil from running off your property when you start a project. You have erosion control measures that the State Water Quality Control Board through the Clean Air and Water Act, you know, a federal act, comes down to the local Water Quality Control Board making all the building departments ensure that only clean water runs off a site when it rains during construction. Mm. 
And that's something that we have to watch out for. And, you know, when it comes to water savings, uh, one of the, you know, difficult things that the state law required uh, any building permit that you get, you, you get a permit to add that uh, bathroom mm-hmm. to your house. Well, the state plumbing code now says, oh, because of our water shortages in the state, that's the only time we're going to get you to retrofit all your old plumbing fixtures is when you get a permit to do, you know, a remodel. Uh, we're going to make you go throughout the house and replace all your plumbing fixtures with new water-saving fixtures. That's now it's a state law. So that's been put on the building department to enforce. Mm-hmm. It's just like when you sell a house, you're supposed to make sure there's smoke detectors. There. Carbon monoxide detector. Carbon monoxide yeah. and smoke detectors. That's yeah. a point of sale. Mm-hmm. Well, it's also uh, anytime you do anything to a house, we're supposed to make sure... All the bedrooms have smoke detectors, and there's a carbon monoxide and a smoke detector in the hall of every floor. Every floor, yeah. Yeah, so that's something we're supposed to do, but that's like a retrofit thing. So that's always been pretty onerous, you know, sometimes when the building department has to, you know, go in and say, oh, you got to change out all the fixtures in your house. Yeah, yeah, and I, I got a question for you there. Um doesn't it kind of work to your benefit too? Because sometimes, like the municipalities will like say you're going to change your, um, you're going to do some upgrades in your house. Okay. Sometimes, won't they give you like some sort of a certificate to help with changing the toilets and changing the plumbing around? Certificate and, meaning well, like certificates, but like you know, if you if you get it, go go to a low flow toilet. Sometimes a retrofit or rebate program you're talking like about. Like a credit, rebate. yeah, yeah some kind of tax program. benefit. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes, uh, there was some jurisdictions that if you ripped out your sod, you know, they would pay you for per square foot of the sod. Uh-huh. Um, those types of programs vary from city to city or county to county. I, you have to check with each jurisdiction to, make, mm-hmm. to see if they have a program. I know that Morro Bay had a program like that. Um, different mu- municipalities or we call them jurisdictions. They're the ones that have their building departments. They yeah, well, like I think a Royal Grande might right now. I'm we got a house that we're mm-hmm. working on, and uh, I'm not positive about this, but a Royal Grande might right now have like a, a retro, like a program for right. going with low flow toilets and sinks and stuff. No, like I that. remember the city of San Luis Obispo at one time would pay you so much money if you swapped out your toilet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know it's in, we, that's funny. I'm thinking of like pace financing, you know, Dan, and uh, just the the property is like clean energy uh, financing, where upgrades and renewable energy installations for buildings. You know, we can work with a lender to give you credits, and and there's loans that help with that. What I'd like to do, you know, we have we have more to talk about. We're probably going to sneak in one more commercial break in this hour. I'd like to do that now. When we come back, I want to talk about why. <laughs> one of the things I want to talk about is why there's so many three bedroom, one bath houses in San Luis, Steve, <laughs> and um, how maybe investors or people can make those better. But we'll also talk a little bit more about your experience with the whole process and um, get into more details. So stick around for more Mortgage Matters. We'll be right back. Mortgage Matters with host Dan and Jason. We'll be right back. Join the conversation by calling 543-8830 or 800-549-5832. For those of us who live here on the Central Coast, we know this is a unique place to have a home. And for over 30 years, Patterson Realty has been a vital part of San Luis Obispo County. 
Patterson professionals have led the way in real estate by adapting to new market conditions to make sales happen. What they offer is the quality of their people, agents working just for you. Get the experts at Patterson Realty on your side. Experience the Patterson difference. Call 544-8662 or online at pattersonrealty.com. Through seven presidential administrations, bull and bear markets, and unprecedented change, Blakesley & Blakesley has been here helping residents of the Central Coast reach their financial goals. So if you need retirement advice beyond Social Security, want to roll over an old 401k, or simply seek guidance through an important financial decision, visit Blakesley & Blakesley in San Luis Obispo, Paso Robles, and Santa Maria. Blakesley & Blakesley, for the service you deserve and the advice you trust. Member FINRA and SIPC. The state of denial is a drag and a trial. When I bought my cheap insurance, should have known this day would come. Now I've had an accident and I'm feeling quite alone. Called them at least 20 times, but they won't pick up the phone. Without personal service, my policy's kind of worthless. Get to a better state, State Farm. Switch to State Farm and you can save. To find out more in San Luis Obispo, call Agent Susan Rodriguez. This is Jason Grody with Central Coast Lending. I see you at our kids' Little League games, I bump into you at the grocery store, and it's always fun when we pass each other at Farmer's Market. I'm not a national bank or a faceless website. I'm a local lender, accountable, competitive, and ready to help. Call Central Coast Lending today. When you buy or refinance a home, just call 543 Central Coast Lending. Central Coast Lending is an equal housing opportunity real estate broker. California Bureau of Real Estate number 018-39608. NMLS number 328-358. You're listening to Mortgage Matters on KVEC News Talk 920. If you missed any part of the show, log on to centralcoastlending.com for archived shows and more. Now, back to your hosts, Dan and Jason from Central Coast Lending. All right, welcome back. We're having an oldies day here on Mortgage Matters. We're visiting with Steve Hicks today. He's a former planner with the county. Want to make sure I got that right? Uh, plans examiner. <laughs> and plans examiner. Thank you. And we are talking a little bit about the planning and building process. We've kind of just briefly touched on um, when you're building where you start. You start with planning, you move on to building, you you know get your projects approved, you get your permit issued by the building department, they come and check to make sure you're you're doing it right before you get your certificate of occupancy and you can finally move in. Mike was starting to bring up, you know, I'll I'll generalize it, the older housing stock here in this county, there's yeah. a lot of a lot of things that just don't meet today's needs or desires of most families. Correct. The, the three bedroom, one bath, thousand square foot home is something that a lot of people buy, but it's not necessarily their dream home. They'd, they'd love to have that second bathroom. They'd love, love to have a little bonus area, some extra square footage. Mm-hmm. Um, so it brings a, a question to my mind, is this, what are the differences, bet- and, you know, whether it's costs or process, I'm sure there's differences between building something new on, you know, on just vacant land versus remodeling, remodeling an existing structure. What is, what are the differences that, that, 
someone could anticipate with that kind of project. Well, just like you've been talking for a long time, why go buy something new and and deal with all the hassles of escrows and more uh, tax, mm-hmm. et cetera. Recurring property tax, yeah. Right. Um, it is a lot easier to just remodel things, but sometimes you have site constraints and and you you can't go up a story. I remember um, when I was a draftsman and working for a contractor, I drew an, an addition on top of a garage, mm-hmm. an additional floor, mm-hmm. and I submitted the plans to the city, and the mm-hmm. city approved them. And we started construction, dug footings, poured you know these massive footings that would support the the second floor in the garage, and we started framing the second floor. And a neighbor came by and said, "Oh, do you realize in this neighborhood you can't you can't build a second story that looks on this school?" And we're going, we got a permit. The the city said we could do this. Mm. And the neighbor goes, yeah, but in this neighborhood, there's no two-story houses, and it's in your CC&Rs. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah, that was a lot of fun. But wouldn't the city know that? And No, the city doesn't does not look at CC&Rs. Uh-huh. Codes, covenant, and restrictions on your property yep. deed. Yep. Thanks. Yeah, thank you for the explaining yeah, the acronym now that's very important and so and so we basically had to stop construction and this guy has a funny looking you know roof over his garage which was a floor oh my gosh so that was a oh my gosh yeah that's that's yeah, one yeah. of those things but that was a nightmare that was doesn't usually happen when you remodel when you remodel it's usually a very straightforward process i need a new bathroom i want to pop out an addition this will make this house better. Mm-hmm. Well, what's really cool now is um, there's lots of um, programs out there that will uh, help you make the house more energy efficient. I mean, if you go to our San Luis um, County, and I say our, I, I need to remember that I'm retired. I no longer <laughs> recently retired. Yeah, it's like still fresh. But, yeah. but it's very fresh in my mind. I'm only two months in retirement. But uh, sloplanning.org is like the county's website. And it's a very powerful, well done website. And but um, when you go there, there is um, you want to look for energy info. You want and when you when you get to our website, you yeah. want to get to the, the part that talks about energy programs. And then that'll get you to SLOenergyalliance.org mm-hmm. and also EmpowerSPC.org. Those are the websites you want to go to to see, oh, what programs exist to help me uh, get rebates mm-hmm. for my new furnace my if i want to ins- re-insulate my attic if i want to do energy upgrades to my house and i lower the um how much energy my house uses well both the gas company and the electric company will give you rebates mm-hmm. for the amount f- up to i think it's up to 6500 Three years ago, I did this to my house, replaced my furnace, re-insulated my attic, put in new windows in my house, and I I worked with a, it's called a BPI contractor, the right. the energy companies right. put them through this BPI process so they become certified right. to get these rebates. 
And they understand you, where to focus first, right? Where yeah. the most change in and energy. And they'll test your house, and it's really important to do this, like, in the beginning when you're talking about just getting started because you want to spend so much money on remodeling your house and making this addition or making this bathroom. Yeah. Well, if you just focus a, or just spend a little bit more money on re-insulating the attic or sealing sealing the attic. I resealed my whole attic and uh, the house is a lot tighter now. I mean, yeah. it doesn't doesn't leak like a sieve with the new windows and the sure. re-insulated attic. And so the house is just a lot more comfortable. Plus I got the rebates because I use this BPI contractor. Mm -hmm. All those costs add up, you know, savings, savings, a penny saved is a penny earned. And I think what, so we digress a little bit though. So back to Dan's question in comparison, because I think our listeners and mainly for this show, we want to know if you're going to go build something new, and get the, and you know, only build for 220, 225 a square foot, 200 a square foot. What's the challenges to build new versus remodeling? So you said remodeling is pretty straightforward. Let's hear about the new build process. So, you know, someone gets a piece of land, they're ready to put that dream house there, or just build a house so that they're away from neighbors. And what, what does that look like in comparison? Well, it's, you know, you have a, a much better potential for getting exactly what you want when you start new like that. Uh, new energy efficiency in the house is mm -hmm. y you start with a clean slate mm -hmm. versus an, an older house, you, you, you got to work with what you got. So you're, you're talking about, um, you start with the soils, you know, are they moving? <laughs> what type of soil do you have? You have to get a soils report. Okay. And then you start with, um, you know, do, do I need a land use permit to put a house here? Very seldom do you need that, but in some jurisdictions you do. So, especially in coastal communities, um, mm -hmm. then you, you have to get your architect or designer to design it like you want it. Right. Uh, you're now required to, you know, make sure it meets the energy code, so you have to it's actually building a team is what you're doing. You're building a team of your, your soils people, your architect or engineer that's drawing the plans. You know, you have civil work. If you have to move dirt around or if you, you know, uh, do any type of site work, you get a civil engineer involved. Um, the architect draws the plans. The energy consultant or the architect does the energy. Sometimes you get a structural engineer involved if you don't, if you have a very complicated house or mm -hmm. you know structurally mm -hmm. a lot of times uh, this team consists of you know a structural engineer and then you you're usually submitting these drawings to the county while you're looking for a contractor now sometimes you go to a contractor who's built a house and you go ah wow i want my house to look like that you built it or you go to an architect that you knew drew a certain house and you go I really like that style, make that style or that type of house on this piece of property for me. And uh, when we're talking about um, energy, in the state of California in 2020, mm -hmm, that's right. the codes are going to require you to build a house that's net zero energy use. That's right. So you're gonna to have to have solar panels on it, you're gonna to have to orient it in a certain way that it uses 
you know, the sun to heat the house. Mm-hmm. You know, there's so much things you can do in the yep. planning of a new house that'll save you energy and make you a more comfortable house. It's going to be way more front of mind than it is now. I think we're grossly off by what what we're building now versus what we'll be building there for energy efficiency. Just like you hit on it, you know, where the sun's going to shine most of the right. day. You know, that w- w- will, will that hit a solid slab floor that will also stay warm, you know? Well, the other et thing cetera, is, et cetera, et cetera. is, you know, e- when you design a passive solar house, you know, something that, that's mainly the long axis of the house is oriented on the southern exposure so that <clears throat> you, you know, are using that sun. Well, what if the owner leaves all the blinds down? Mm-hmm. You know, owners have to to know what the yeah what what's in the house the saddest yeah s- story that i ever you know have is i walked into a house when i was in a tascadero that was being remodeled and i go wow i know who did this house it was one of my teachers at cal poly mm-hmm. that had designed this beautiful primo example mm-hmm. of a a solar house a mm-hmm. passive solar house it had all these features that just made the house completely energy efficient. And the old owner had died. The new owner came in there and said, I want air conditioning, I want to push a button and make this thing as hot or as cold as I want. And they were just tearing out all the passive solar features and just putting in a big air conditioning system Mm -hmm. and they were ruining the house. Mm -hmm. There's nothing I could do. It, It was sad to watch. Yeah. Well, you know, I think I think what's good about having you on the show, Steve, is, you know, obviously right now we're not getting into the nuts and bolts of mortgages and what it costs, but you're giving people an understanding of how long they should plan to start, you know, set aside. And, and when we get back from the commercial break, we'll talk about some costs. And then Dan and I will segue that into how we can get you a mortgage to take care of this, how these soft costs you're bringing up, that's what they are, architect fees, permit fees, all those things how those can get rolled into your mortgage and spread out over 30 years. I think it's important for you to understand the value that you get from going through this rigmarole of the permit process and building your home. I mean, you can walk out on the other end with owning half of your house and the bank only has to lend on the other half. So um, tell you what, we're at the top of the hour. Stick around, people. We've got uh, we've got a commercial break coming up and we'll be We'll be talking more about building your house or remodeling your house and all the costs of that. Yeah, but we're not quite there. You're jumping we're not the there. Just I'm jumping the gun. Well, <laughs> that's, that's why I do this. A couple first timers here. Shit out, Mike. Wait until you <laughs> just talk about it, Mike. Sponsors before we one of those, one go of those to commercial. Wait, wait, wait. Now, yeah, we do get forced out here. <laughs> Mike was just a little gap, but now we're going out. We'll be back in just about five minutes with. The next hour of Mortgage Matters. We'll we'll see you in just a few minutes. <laughs> Welcome back. You're listening to Mortgage Matters with hosts Dan and Jason from Central Coast Lending. If you want to join the conversation, call the show at 543-8830 or 800-549-5832. Now, here's Dan and Jason. The Beach Boys, I love it. I've seen them twice. They're a great show. Beach Boys is my first record 
Endless wow. Summer. They came to Cal Poly in the 70s, and I saw them there. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> They're awesome. That's great. Oh, they put on a great show. When were you at Cal Poly? From 72 to 76. You might have had some classes with my, with my dad. Probably. He was a... He went to Cal Poly around that time, was an architecture major. Were you an architecture? Yes. It's possible. All right. Um, so, hey, we're uh, we're back with the second hour of Mortgage Matters. Um, we're being visited, or we're visiting with Steve Hicks. He's two years into his retirement. He was with the... Two months. Or two, I'm two sorry, months. two months. <laughs> I meant months. Um, two months into his retirement, he was with the San Luis Obispo County... Building department. Building department as a planning... Plans examiner. Plans examiner. There we go. Gonna I'm going to get, gonna get this by the time the show's over. Yeah. Very quickly, though, before we jump back into our conversation, um, I wanted to remind our listeners that if you have a question for Steve or for Mike or I, um, you can call in to the show. We'll take your questions live on the air. 543-8830. It's 543-8830. We'd love to hear from you and have you participate in this conversation. Jim. Yes, I have a question. Um, you were talking about the energy efficiency in the last break and how it's going to be required in 2020 to what was that? I can't think of what the term Well, was net, zero, net zero. Uh, yeah. A new house is not supposed to use more energy than it produces. Okay. Well, my thoughts on this, like a lot of people are installing the solar panels and uh, things like I that. I did in 07. But a lot of people, to a lot of people, they're ugly. And I'm just wondering, are you are you working? Are, would would they be working with the roofing companies and the solar panel companies to kind of just improve the aesthetic value of them? Well, there's lots of choices out there if you don't like these panels sitting mm -hmm. on your roof. Yeah. Uh, in some places, you can put them on the ground mm -hmm. around mm -hmm. you know on your property. If you have enough property, you can mm -hmm. ground mount them. Some people do that, but um, I know that the woodlands. Um, project in the Pomo, the trilogy. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a lot of houses in that particular development that they put in these tiles in the roof that were actually yeah, solar tiles. Yeah, yeah so. there there's lots of options right. out there for people that if they don't want the panels on their house, they can go with other other options. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so you you would just contact you know the solar company of your choice to say, okay, what are my options here? Yeah. What can you do? And in new construction specifically, you can really get creative and and um, you know hide those right or make them look that they can be built into the roof. Part of the design, yeah. yeah part yeah. of the design. Because I could see as like a, as a purchaser of a home, I was like, well, I really like the house, but those solar panels are ugly, and I don't really yeah. like that. Until yeah. so, you look at your utility yeah, bill well, and go, yeah. oh, that this true. is beautiful. Well, that could be true, too. <laughs> that could be true, too. But I'm just saying, you know, it's just the aesthetic, to, to keep the aesthetic values of neighborhoods up and things sure. like that. At the same time, I think some of it's just getting used to seeing them. I, I think, you know, we're so used to seeing homes that don't have panels. And now so many of the, I mean, it seems like every new construction project has has solar panels in in the project now probably because they're preparing for these news uh net zero standards and mm -hmm. just you know might as well start figuring it out now um, and the credits that they're allowed yeah you know, and there's so many stuff. yeah there's there's tax benefits there's utility bill benefits there's so many reasons to do it that i think 
like you said, they start looking at, at the bills at the end of the month, and all of a sudden they start looking a whole lot better on your home. Yeah. Um, we were talking in the break about this net zero thing, and, and I said, well, you know, we've got these guys who are just doing simple remodels, and when they go apply for their permit, they're being asked to upgrade or, or retrofit all their plumbing fixtures is the same thing happening when they're doing a remodel are they being asked to do these energy efficient upgrades as well is that going on right now uh the energy you can you can go to our county you can go to the county website and and look up energy programs and have people come to your house and do an energy analysis before you um, you know get the permits and before you figure out exactly how much you want to remodel but you're not being asked to upgrade no, your house when you're doing it. everything is strictly voluntary at that point. The owner decides, well, I do want to insulate my uninsulated walls, or I do want to up my, you know, I only have four inches of insulation in my attic. You know, you're supposed to have up to 10 inches to 14 inches, depending on what type. So, well, I, I can just spend a little bit more money and really increase the energy efficiency of my house if I do these things that the energy analysis or the energy audit has has shown me that here's where my house is deficient here where where, where my house leaks here where my uh, you know i had a hundred thousand btu heater in my you know 18 square 1800 square foot house and you know after i insulated my attic and sealed it all up the analysis showed that i only needed a thirty thousand btu heater so, you know, we took that 100,000 BTU heater out of the closet. We put a 30,000 BTU heater up in my attic, and we gained, a we gained more storage space in my house. The, the furnace was put in my attic, and it was a energy, really energy-efficient furnace that had five different fan speeds. So the noise and the comfort level of the house went way up, and just with a little, so, bit, yeah. a little bit more money. And so you, you were sharing with us that, that in when you're doing an addition that the new portion of your home will have to meet the energy efficiency standards that are required today the older portion of your home it's all voluntary but on new construction obviously it's all new so it yeah. all has to yeah. meet the new standards it all has to meet the new standards so there's some I, I guess ultimately what i'm trying to get at which i think a lot of people are interested in mm -hmm. is weighing some of the cost differences between building something new versus remodeling what they have today yeah uh, it's, it's going to make a lot more s sense economically to to remodel what you have uh how much you get into the existing house and and remodel some people i you know we get i when I was in the building department, we would get all sorts of uh, uh, types of remodels, and sometimes we get the whole house teardown, where they would go into the whole house, they would add, you know, small amounts of square footage to the to the house or another bathroom, but they would just tear the whole thing apart and rewire it and 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 just make it like new. But they, they had their existing house. They, they still had their existing tax base. Mm -hmm. And, and that, that's really, you know, one of the options. But when I worked for the county, one of the things that happens in the county is when you do remodel over 50% of your house, um, a sprinkler ordinance triggers fire sprinklers throughout the whole house. Hmm. And that's an added cost that a mm -hmm. lot of people don't realize. Mm -hmm. uh, all new construction has to be sprinklered 
has to have fire sprinklers. So you you look at your do you have enough water? Do you have a big enough water meter, et cetera? But um, in the county, uh, if you remodel over fifty percent of your house, you have to look at those things. Do I need to upgrade my water meter size? Do I you know have to put in more water storage capacity to handle it for the sprinkler system that's uh you know something that surprises people i'm glad you brought up the 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 whole house remodel or the, you know the, the i call it the, the scrape and rebuild um because this is something you hear about a lot when you're talking to someone about remodeling oh well i'm just going to keep one wall Mm-hmm. of the structure and then that qualifies me for a remodel and not a new build is that true can you talk a little bit about yeah that, that, depends, that theory that depends on <laughs> the jurisdiction the you're in that depends on the specific planning department and the split sp- mostly it's planning departments that have you know this um you know it, what's called non-conforming zoning like if your right. house was built you know with a three-foot setback and now the zoning laws require a five-foot setback. You have a non-conforming setback, and that's where you get into, well, if I leave one wall up, is, is that okay with the planning department? You have to check with each planning department in each city or county that, that, you, that you're in when you're doing this project. But one of the things you mentioned uh, during the break was, well, what does this cost? What is, what is a new uh, a new house costs and if you go to our i keep saying our because <laughs> i worked there for 14 years but if you go to the the county's um website at sloplanning.org and then you click on the building division over to the left of the page you'll you'll get a, a whole list of things to help you in the process of getting a permit and then if you look at at um, construction permit application and fees it goes to uh, a lot of fee documents but you want to look for residential construction permit fees and in that document you'll see uh, we say a 1500 square foot house when all the fees are figured in will cost you know ten thousand dollars okay but then one thing, where do you get your water? If you're in a, a, a water you know, service district, you might uh, be paying up to about um, on the second page, it has what, what the fees are for various agencies. You might be paying up to another ten to $20,000, depending upon the community service district, to buy a water meter. Well, in Cambria, there's no water meters, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> so you have you 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 really need to check both with, you know, the jurisdiction that you live in, um, the the building department, uh, the planning department, and then the community service district. You know, those are the people that will charge your fees. That's a pretty incredible three-page document. It just outlines all the fees for both new construction and remodel um, projects. Right there, it's really, really a great tool available on the county website. Um, we're going to take a quick, well, we're not going to take a break. We're going to hop over to the phone lines. We've got Marilyn calling from San Luis Obispo. Good morning, Marilyn. Good morning, gentlemen. Nice to hear your voices. And same to you. Thank you. Um, I plan on replacing a couple windows. It would be in the same, not large or anything, replacing. Do you have to get permits? 
for replacing windows? That's an excellent question. It depends on the jurisdiction you're in. When I worked for the county in our local adopting ordinance, we specifically exempted replacement windows, you know, same size, right? same dimension, you know, where you just, um, you don't take out the frame of the window, you just yeah, take the out the glass, and you just, you just um, caulk in a replacement window. We specifically exempted that from a permit. But I had to get a permit in the city of San Luis Obispo to do that to my house. So in the city of San Luis Obispo, you do need a permit to do that. In the county of San Luis Obispo, you do not need a permit to do replacement windows. Every jurisdiction, you have to ask your building department in the place you live. Is something simple like that, is that a flat fee permit or is that a percentage of the project um, it's a flat. Most jurisdictions will charge a flat fee for small uh, permits. In fact, um, when I worked for the county, we had an online permit for such things as water heater replacements or to add an electrical circuit. And on that fee schedule, it talks about on that that fee document that I just referred you to. It talks about all the things you can do including electrical panel replacement, a forced air heating unit replacement. Um, you can actually reside or do um, some, some repairs. And if a licensed contractor goes onto the county website and, and gets an online permit for these small items, it's, you know, the, the cheapest permit that, that this says is $114 for that licensed contractor to pull a permit online. So we have that, uh, we, the county has that service available to them, to, to licensed contractors to get an online permit for small things. Thank you. May I ask two more questions? Of course. <laughs> One is, I have, we, this house was built in 1960, a large lot, big lot, and of course it's all dead now. Uh, do I have to go through that, uh, what you were saying for the state? Oh, um, the energy, the, what was it called? The well, actually, the landscape standards are now in effect in a lot of counties. You, you have to talk to your building department to see if they have, you know, a program in effect uh, in your local jurisdiction to see if they require a permit to re-landscape. Most jurisdictions don't. They aren't up to speed with uh, the state landscape requirements. But the whole purpose is to save to save money and to have a landscape that that does have the right type of s landscape um, irrigation systems that mm -hmm. have sensors on them and right. that 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 only use drip instead of spray. Right. And there's a a lot of new standards out that. Um, well, the building departments are trying to get up to speed with. Well, I think she was wondering more about the energy side. You said you had hired a contractor that had a certain... BPI. BPI. Is she going to need someone like that? Well, not for landscaping. Okay. Okay. Um, I don't know of any programs, and that's where you have to check with each jurisdiction to see if they have a program that right. gives you rebates if you re-landscape and take out your sod, like... Uh, 
our host here said, yeah, the city of Arroyo Grande had a had a program like that where if you prove that you removed so many square feet of sod, they pay you. Um, they have a rebate program for that. Different jurisdictions have different programs. Well, there. mine is plain dead. I mean, there is no lawn. So I wanted to put drought-tolerant landscaping in. So yeah. the city can't help you with that. You have to go privately yeah. and have a design, landscape design made. Right. right. That That is that is a private matter between you and your landscape contractor. Um but there are new standards out there for water-saving, you know, uh, irrigation systems that you need to make sure your contractor is aware of. Um, okay. Yeah, I think that's what Steve's stressing is that it w- it might be prudent to have one of these energy-efficient services come out for you, Marilyn. It's not there's no cost really, and just see if there's an evaluation that can be made. Now, now that's I on think, houses think, and not on landscaping. See, right. That's what I was going to say. Is I, I think we're so, Marilyn. Did you have any other other questions before we yes. go to before we go to a break <laughs> one, here? One more. Sure. Um, I have the original plumbing in the house. I should assume that it needs replacing, or how do I do that? Not necessarily. Um, a lot of old plumbing systems were very durable materials, copper pipe, and. Um, you would have a licensed plumber, you know, evaluate your system. Now, I had copper pipes in my house, which was built in 1960, that uh, were underneath the slab. And what I did when I did my remodel was uh, I had a plumber replace all the, he just cut off the pipes that were in the ground, and we replaced and we made a loop in our house with uh a material called PEX. It's it's like the new the new piping that they use in houses now. It's a a poly. I mean, it's a plastic pipe. Mm-hmm. But we redid all our piping in our attic, and we put in a hot water recirculating loop, so we saved water because um, hot water is always readily available. Yeah, hot water is always ready to. Be, readily available it was a on-demand mm-hmm. recirculating system so we have a button in each bathroom we press the button and the recirculating uh, system starts and we save a lot of water not having the cold water in the pipe go down the drain it just mm-hmm. recirculates until it gets hot i actually i actually have one of those in my house and it actually works really great i just did the same and yeah. i love it yeah because yeah. so much less water use. saves a lot of water well yeah when you think I the water heater is in the garage and then the bathroom's clear on the other side of the mm-hmm. house mm-hmm. you want to wash your hands with cold water no not really so you just turn on the hot water it's right there it's awesome my house is built on a foundation so all the pipes are underneath the house yes and that's it's very hard to evaluate those pipes that are underneath right. the slab, and no, so no slab. Oh well, then you can yeah, you, you can them. you can crawl under the house and and check the condition of your piping. Um, well, probably not you, but yeah. you know you can. No, but you, a plumber can tell you. <laughs> if you don't like spiders, tell you, I wouldn't <laughs> go down there. Yeah, if if you need to replace the piping. Okay, thank you very much. Thanks You're for welcome, calling Marilyn. in, Marilyn. Have a good day. Bye. One thing we talked about at lunch was um, if you have an existing house and you maintain it to the codes it was built, so this 1960 house, it, it does, you don't have to bring it up to code 
if you don't do anything to it. If you just maintain it in the condition it was built in, that's all you're required to do. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times there's a home inspection that comes in and says, oh, you don't have GFI, this and that, et cetera. Uh, you don't need to bring things up to code. Now, they are. it is good to put in GFI or AFCI, you know, the new breakers mm-hmm. and the, or the new safety mm-hmm. outlets. But it's not a requirement to bring your house up to code when you sell it or when you um, – unless you get a permit. And then you only need to bring the new parts up or the parts you're remodeling up to today's standards. Correct. Any wiring you replace has to meet today's standards. Well, you know what, Steve? It's time for a break. Okay. We, can, we need to let our listeners hear from our sponsors. So when we get back, we'll have a little bit more time with Steve before he ships off for the weekend. And uh, we'll, we'll complete our Mortgage Matters show for, for Saturday. So, Jim... Am I able to do this? Yes, Mike. Okay. You are. Stick around for more Mortgage Matters. <laughs> to ask a question or make a comment, call 543-8830 or 800-549-5832. Mortgage Matters on KVEC News Talk 920. We'll be back after these messages from our sponsors. For those of us who live here on the Central Coast, we know this is a unique place to have a home. And for over 30 years, Patterson Realty has been a vital part of San Luis Obispo County. Patterson professionals have led the way in real estate by adapting to new market conditions to make sales happen. What they offer is the quality of their people, agents working just for you. Get the experts at Patterson Realty on your side. Experience the Patterson difference. Call 544-8662 or online at pattersonrealty.com. This is Jason Grody with Central Coast Lending. Give yourself the best possible chance to buy your dream home with our 21-day close. We get you fully pre-approved before you find your house so you can write a shorter, easier offer and beat out the competition. It's time for you to be the offer that gets accepted. Call Central Coast Lending today. When you buy or refinance a home, just call 543 Central Coast Lending. Central Coast Lending is an equal housing opportunity real estate broker. California Bureau of Real Estate number 018-39608. NMLS number 328-358. What a state of generosity. Look what my agent got for me. Just by switching to State Farm. A few hundred unexpected bucks. I couldn't ask for more. But now I've got to figure out what I should use it for. A new bike would be radical. But maybe something practical. Like a pet baboon with one robotic arm. Get to a better state, State Farm. Switch to State Farm and you could save. To find out more in San Luis Obispo, call Agent Susan Rodriguez. Through seven presidential administrations, bull and bear markets, and unprecedented change, Blakesley and Blakesley has been here helping residents of the Central Coast reach their financial goals. So if you need retirement advice beyond Social Security, want to roll over an old 401k, or simply seek guidance through an important financial decision, visit Blakesley and Blakesley in San Luis Obispo, Paso Robles, and Santa Maria. Blakesley and Blakesley for the service you deserve and the advice you trust. Member FINRA and SIPC. You're tuned in to Mortgage Matters, which airs every Saturday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Your hosts, Dan and Jason from Central Coast Lending, want you to join the conversation by calling 800-549-5832. Now, back to the show. Get your motor running. Looking for adventure 
All right, we're back. <laughs> we're having a great music day here on Mortgage Matters, thanks to Jim. Thank you. Always appreciate it. I appreciate that. Let's see here. We're having a great conversation with Steve, former... Plans examiner. Plans examiner. With the county. <laughs> we can't do it. Sometimes I wish we could do that on that on that uh, pre-recorded intro. You're listening to Mortgage Matters with Dan and Mike. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> like, right. <laughs> all right. But yeah, we're having a great conversation. We're learning all about um, so many different facets of building and remodeling and what that permitting and uh, and review process is like. As I'm as I'm listening to all these fees, these steps you have to take, this you know, there's so much thought and planning that goes into this process. As average Joe homeowner, Steve, am I am I scared to do this on my own to embark on this endeavor of of doing a simple remodel, um, or is this something where I absolutely want a licensed contractor to assist me through this process? It depends on you know how much time patience and how much you know if if you're do it or do it yourself you know the consummate do it yourself person yes you can do it all yourself i built a about a 500 square foot addition to my house but you know i have a construction background i'm a licensed contractor now i'm a licensed architect right but um the average homeowner does need help uh, because there's a lot of different su- subcontractors out there, electrical, mechanical, plumbing, con- concrete, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of ways to go about and get this done, mm-hmm. okay? But most of the time you go and hire an architect or you get a designer, a draftsman, mm-hmm. that usually you know knows a bunch of contractors, or, the, or you hire a contractor who has an architect that he uses or a draftsman that, a drafting service that they use and they they get the plans and they take care of the process for you and most architects that's their job to take care of that process for you to of getting the subs uh, I mean the um, in terms of the drawings getting the right uh, consultants to get the the plans that you need whether it's very simple that's right or very complicated that is a good point i think that there's so much time that can be spent in that phase if you don't do it correctly let's talk about the time because that's that's one of the common complaints that you hear about is that the process is so long people are fearful of the process either you know stories they've heard or people who've actually just recently gone through it talk about it took six or eight or 12 or longer n- number of months to get through this planning and permitting process what's well, what's typical what what's the expectation for getting through the, the the those long time periods or the nightmare scenarios where you hire a, a cow poly student that really doesn't know what they're doing to draw and doesn't know the right consultants to get so you, know, you get what you pay for Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, if you hire uh, an architect, you know who who has a a number of consultants that they can use to get you you know bring in or not bring in for your project, they get the job done. And the count cou- the county, you know, their turnaround times for uh, additions are uh, between ten and twenty working days to get the first plan check, and then when you bring your plans back for a recheck mm-hmm. it's five to ten working days mm-hmm. now that's their 
you know, printed goals on their their website. So each jurisdiction's different. You have to ask, um, you know, how busy you are and, and what's your plan check turnaround times right now. But usually it's not more than a month or two, you know, through the, the recheck and the, the, the plan check and the recheck process mm-hmm. to get your permit. For a remodel. For a remodel. Is, is the, the timeline much longer for a new build? Um, for a new build, it, it's, it's um, I'm just speaking where I used to work, the county. It was a 20 working day turnaround time for wow. the first plan check Wow, for a house, a regular house. Mm-hmm. So, and then a 10 working day turnaround time to get the corrections uh, looked at, and then you got a permit. Now, um, that's the standard amount of time. Wow. That seems a lot faster than what I was expecting. I feel like every conversation I've ever had, maybe it's just because the nature of it coming up is always in a complaint type of fashion, exactly. but it always seems like it's longer. Well, if they had to go through a land use Maybe they're looking process. for some kind of variance. Right. If they had to get, go through a public hearing, you know, those take time to schedule with sure. the planning commission right. of, the, of the jurisdiction you're in. And sometimes that is a six-month-long to one-year process. Now, this may be outside of your scope here, but when does a Coastal Commission review get involved? Most coastal communities have a local coastal plan that the the Coastal Commission has already approved. So most coastal permits are handled by the local jurisdiction. You know, Morro Bay has their own planning... You know, but the problem is you can appeal. If you're in a coastal appealable zone, you can appeal that planning commission or the the planning staff of the jurisdiction you're in. You can appeal that approval to the coastal commission, and then you have to wait for them to put you on their hearing schedule, et cetera, et cetera. Or the coastal commission can say, well, we deny your appeal. I mean, we're not going to hear it. That's that's totally, that's a, yeah, you have to talk to planners about that. That's a little bit outside my area of expertise. Sure, sure. So that's, uh, thank you for explaining that, Steve. I think a lot of our uh, encounters with people that are going through the building process are usually like, it's a lot of time, and then they get into the cost. So we talked about some of the costs. You, you announced where we could find the cost on the county webpage. Um, and, and what is that webpage again, Steve? SLOplanning.org. Yeah. So at, at that webpage, you can see what the cost will be. What, what I want you to know, listeners, is that if you're whether you're doing a new, uh, a new construction build or a remodel, we can start helping you either be reimbursed for these soft costs or roll these soft costs into your loan. And what a soft cost is, is really it's all the planning things that Steve's been talking about, getting the permits, paying the architect. You know, you're going to have to pay an architect for his design. He's going to submit it to the city or the county. He's not just going to do that without you giving him some money. I mean, there's going to be a business transaction going on there. We'll have contractors that may already start um, giving you uh, budgets. And we'll be able to look at these expenses in addition to your budget. And we can actually give you a value on your home, what it will be worth before the building starts. And with some of our Fannie Mae programs, 
i.e. homestyle, uh, the homestyle loan, which is a renovation loan, allows us to lend you money on the completed value. So does that make sense to you? I'm saying like you could go through all this stuff and in addition to having an appraiser tell you, hey, you're not wasting your time. You're actually going to be building some equity into this thing. We can lend money to pay for all those expenses that you're about to incur. It's really a neat product. Yeah, and if they're thinking about a a remodel and want to get into uh, how much energy they can save or what they need to do energy-wise, they would just go to soloenergyalliance.org. And if they're a resident, they click on the residence button, and then you see all the different uh, energy assessment programs. There's assistance with home energy upgrade projects. There's a no-cost way to track energy use. You can see how much energy your, your existing appliances are using if you want to upgrade appliances. Uh, there's just tons of resources out there to help you uh, s- save energy with your remodel and then get reimbursed for it or right. get some rebates. Right. I mean, you're building this house because you want to live in it. You're not Typically, you're not going through all this remodeling to sell. That would be more like a flip, which does happen. But you'd be building it to live in it. So it's it's quite refreshing if you were to call into Central Coast Lending and get an idea of what your 30-year mortgage would be when you're all done, especially especially if you purchased this house in the last two years and you didn't have 20% down and you're paying mortgage insurance, this activity could give you such a value in your home that when you're done, you won't even have mortgage insurance. And that's something we would walk you through. I mean, you, if you had a loan to value that was 80% of the value of your home or less, you would no longer have mortgage insurance on your home. And that payment right there could make up, you know, losing that payment and taking on the construction bill and tacking that onto the new loan might actually have a net savings when you're done. Right, and even if someone is flipping a house, if they put in money to the energy Mm -hmm. um, efficiency parts of the house, if they go through these programs and say, okay, here was your energy efficiency of this house before you did this remodel. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the blower door tests and all these people, you know, auditing your house and to get those rebates too, Mm -hmm. you have an energy efficiency at the end of the remodel. It's all tested. So there's a marketable uh, energy efficiency to this new remodeled house yes. that is a selling point. Correct. It uses so much less energy than it did before this remodel. And, and maybe not add a lot of value to the home, but definitely can make it sell quicker, you know? I mean, it could, very well could. I think one important point here um, that we're kind of dancing around is that you don't need to have, you don't necessarily need to have a lot of equity in your home to be able to do these That's upgrades right. mm-hmm. when it comes to financing. Right. There's some pretty amazing rehab loan programs that can allow you to finance these upgrades. It bases the um, loan to value ratio on the finished improved value, mm-hmm. and it can do. You know, you can finance up to like ninety six and a half percent of yeah. these of of the costs of all these things so it's pretty amazing you don't have to have you know a free and clear property you don't have to have uh you know six figures in your bank account to go through this type of process you can finance it even if you have only you know 10 percent equity or five percent equity in your home it's 
it's really um, amazing what you can do with mortgage financing to improve your home and bring it up to current standards when it comes to energy efficiency, you know, current water usage standards, et cetera. It's, it's really amazing. And I want you to know, too, I mean, we, we typically gear this type of conversation towards the homeowner, but this product also exists for investors. If you are an investor and you walk through homes and you see homes and you spend most of your time taking two to three houses a year, flipping them, turning them in either into buy and hold rentals or buy and sell in three months and make it look better, this is a loan that you can use to acquire the property and we can help you with the um, the what's called a 442 appraisal, which is the before and after. We'll show you what the end value will be at the end. Uh, when you're done and we can lend you money as an investor to do this and and those programs don't forget i mean if you're building in equity that's less cash that you have to bring to the closing table if we can prove that you're going to build the equity into the home so it's a very very uh robust product helps single family homes uh residential or uh, primary owners we do it for second homes, so if you're looking at a cabin or something out that needs some TLC, and then also investment products. So, Dan, what do you say? It's time. It's time for that final break of uh, of this edition of Mortgage Matters. We'll come back and we'll wrap things up with Steve, put a nice bow on this great conversation, this planning and building and permitting conversation we're having, and uh, just some final thoughts here on Mortgage Matters when we get right back. Don't go anywhere. Keep it locked to Mortgage Matters on KVEC News Talk 920. To ask a question, call 543-8830 or 800-549-5832. We'll be back in just a few minutes. This is Jason Grody with Central Coast Lending, host of Mortgage Matters on KVEC. As mortgage experts, we can help you refinance your home or investment property. We can lower your rate, shorten your term, or get rid of your mortgage insurance. Don't miss the opportunity to improve your financial situation. Call Central Coast Lending today. Central Coast Lending is an equal housing opportunity real estate broker. California Bureau of Real Estate number 018-39608. NMLS number 328-358. For those of us who live here on the Central Coast, we know this is a unique place to have a home. And for over 30 years, Patterson Realty has been a vital part of San Luis Obispo County. Patterson professionals have led the way in real estate by adapting to new market conditions to make sales happen. What they offer is the quality of their people. Agents working just for you. Get the experts at Patterson Realty on your side. Experience the Patterson difference. Call 544-8662 or online at pattersonrealty.com. Through seven presidential administrations, bull and bear markets, and unprecedented change, Blakesley & Blakesley has been here helping residents of the Central Coast reach their financial goals. So if you need retirement advice beyond Social Security, want to roll over an old 401k, or simply seek guidance through an important financial decision, visit Blakesley & Blakesley in San Luis Obispo, Paso Robles, and Santa Maria. Blakesley & Blakesley, for the service you deserve and the advice you trust. Member FINRA and SIPC. The state of denial is a drag and a trial When I bought my cheap insurance Should have known this day would come Now I've had an accident and I'm feeling quite alone Called them at least 20 times but they won't pick up the phone Without personal service my policy's kind of worthless Get to a better state, State Farm Switch to State Farm and you can save To find out more in San Luis Obispo call Agent Susan Rodriguez 
You're listening to Mortgage Matters on KVEC News Talk 920. If you missed any part of the show, log on to centralcoastlending.com for archived shows and more. Now, back to your hosts, Dan and Jason from Central Coast Lending. back for the last segment of Mortgage Matters. Thanks for listening today. And um, Steve, once again, thank you for being on the show. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Just a, a great resource. I bet you could talk about this all day. Unfortunately, I can. <laughs> <laughs> I can. But and people, I, you know, don't want to go back to sleep. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's 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 definitely a dense topic. I know that in the sense that there's so much information. Um, I think you can get onto certain um, tangents, but we really appreciate the way you framed it for our listeners, homeowners, and helping us just make sense of the value in really building and remodeling a home. I think it, and doing it the right way, following it the, the right process. Way. Well, codes and standards uh, build safety into the built environment, and the permits and inspections are there to make sure that happens. Yep. And it doesn't well just put. make it doesn't just make the structure safe for the homeowner. It makes the structure safe for the neighborhood. Oh, which is most important. definitely. And and it you know, when, when things are done right and done to today's standards, it brings up the value of not only that home but other homes in the neighborhood. It's great for everyone. And Agreed. it's actually gonna lower your home insurance rates. Uh the insurance yeah. the ISO, you know, uh, people that regulate insurance companies, they they rate building departments. Okay, oh. and they give the communities a rating and that rating determines home insurance rates. Interesting. Mm. So I did not know that. One of the things that we are going to do at Central Coast Lending is attempt to uh, summarize today's conversation into a blog post with all the links to the various websites you've offered. Mm -hmm. um, it, you know, there's there's so many resources you have touched on today that you know, it's it's impossible to have taken good notes today. Not that anyone's doing that, um, and and know all this information. So we're going to try to try to summarize it as as concisely um, as possible and give you all of this these various resources um, on our website. And we'll do that uh, next week and have that available next week. Super. Yeah, it's a uh, it's it's good information. It's something we've been wanting to talk about for a long time here on the show. It's so close to home with what we do every day, consulting people with building homes and, and remodeling homes. Well, a, a successful project depends on the team you build. Yep. And you're saying, well, bring us in you know, for the money, for money matters, yeah. you know, for mortgage, mortgage matters, and bring in your your local building department because code matters <clears throat> and then you you get a, a good designer that's right our architect that has a a, a team of consultants that right. that helps you through this process and then your contractor has a team of subcontractors that helps get it done yeah 
and we just want to make sure it's done to code to the minimum life safety standards that right. are adopted as law. Yeah, at Central Coast Lending, we have a variety of loan officers that can help with this product. Um, what's nice is we're in four locations. One number rings all four. That's 543 loan. Again, 543 loan. Um, I've dealt with this renovation loan firsthand, and th- it does require a quarterback which I try to be where you're helping the contractor understand, okay, look, I need to get these forms from you. Um, And I remove the borrower for the most part away from that process because they need to be thinking about what fixtures are we going to get paint color? You know, what's the, uh, the flow of the house going to be. And then the professionals get to do, the the process you know the 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 paperwork and i work directly with the contractors we work directly with uh, helping them get a good hud inspector and all that's taken care of so if this is a loan that you know after listening today you've really thought gosh i don't i don't see any other way that i would do this this is the way to do it call us here um on the central coast at 543 loan central coast lending or you can go to www.centralcoastlending.com. You can reach us through there, either by contacting us or completing an application. And to find your local uh, jurisdiction or your local building department, at the county's uh, website, sloplanning.org, if you click on the building division over to the left and go down to the bottom of that list called Associated Organizations and then click on the Central Coast Chapter of ICC. That's an organization of building officials. At the bottom of that Central Coast Chapter ICC page, there are links to every building division in SLO and Santa Barbara County. You just click on the the symbols down there and you go directly to those building departments of your jurisdiction that you're in. Very Very cool. cool, yeah. Yeah. Now, most cities, incorporated <clears throat> cities, have their own building departments. But you're in a, if you're in an unincorporated, unincorporated area, uh, town, then you're usually in a county jurisdiction. Mm-hmm. So if you're in Los Osos or if you're in Cayucas, yep, you're that's governed the county. by the county. Right. You have to go to the county planning <clears throat> and building department. Very good. Very good. Great recap. And, um, you know, Dan, I, I think we should just quickly just switch gears if unless i'm missing something and talk about you know what's coming up in march per se where we're at in the real estate season sure um and you know people who are looking to buy their first home um we're going to start having first-time home buyer seminars we're looking for locations right now um one of the locations i've I'm pretty sure we'll use is the Ludwig Center in San in San Luis Obispo on Santa Rosa. We'll we'll have open seminars um, once a month in um, March, April, and May for first-time homebuyers to come ask their questions. I'm going to give a presentation about what you need to think about, how to clean up credit, uh, get your ducks in a row, as they say. I'm going to have various real estate agents with me just to answer questions on what is a good offer, you know. Why would I give, why are people offering, you know, what people are asking for? Isn't this a negotiation? Shouldn't I offer as low as possible? Those days are no longer really when you have no inventory and, you, you know, we'll, we'll consult you on, on how that works. And then I think what we'll probably also try to do in that seminar is just get an understanding of what you really are comfortable with, right? So many times people come to the table, Dan, and they say, it boils down to two things. What do I owe? How much cash will it cost me to close? And what's my monthly payment going to be? Yeah. Right? 
we want to make that a reality for you because renting may not be the thing for you anymore. And it shouldn't be. I mean, I, I'd argue that it shouldn't be. There's a lot of there's a lot of economic benefit to owning a home. There's a lot of personal benefit and joy from owning a home. Yeah. And um, and that pride of ownership and. So there's a lot of things to cover as a first-time home buyer. Even if you're an experienced home buyer, sometimes it's good just to get a refresher on the programs that are available, the process, how it's maybe changed since the last time you bought a home. Um, and so that's something we're always happy to cover with you. There's there's no bad question. I you know the only bad question is the one you're not asking. Yeah. Um, there's so much to know in this process, and w- we like to cover it all. The budgeting is so important. It's so so often we can qualify people for more than they're even comfortable paying every month. Right. Um, and so you know anticipating some of those unknown costs um, is really important. You know that you're going to have a supplemental tax bill shortly after you buy your home, mm-hmm. um, and that you're going to have maintenance costs that normally your landlord is picking up and now you're responsible for. (laughs) Right. And so those are the things that you need to be prepared for when buying a home. Um, In addition to making sure your credit's acceptable and that you have the income to qualify. Yeah. Um, As far as the state of the housing market and and real estate activity today, it's it's getting busy right now. We're getting out of our traditional slow season, which is the the holiday time, the winter months. Mm -hmm. um, And we're getting into our busier season, the spring and summer home buying season. Mm -hmm. And with the recent decline in interest rates to new 12-month lows, we are definitely seeing a pickup in activity. Yes. Luckily for home buyers, purchases are always prioritized in the underwriting process because there's always a a definite timeline. There's a period of time in which that that process needs to to close. The transaction has to wind up in 30 days or 45 days or whatever that contractual close of escrow date is. So purchases are always prioritized to meet those closing deadlines. But refinances are ramping up right now. A lot of people are um, getting out of mortgage insurance. They're lowering their interest rates. They're maybe pulling cash out to facilitate one of these home remodels. That's right. All of that stuff's going on right now. It's very, very busy, and interest rates are incredible. Um, if you're looking to buy, there's there is a bit of a supply shortage right now, yeah. which is leading yeah. to increasing home prices. We just saw S and P Case Shiller Home Price Index come out with uh, about a six percent year over year price increase nationally, which is in line with the FHFA index that we see. We're seeing that existing home sales are actually picking up here in January nationally. New home sales, surprisingly, were down in January. I think that just has to do with inventory levels. Sure. Um, so that's kind of the state of, of what real estate's looking like right now if you're if you're thinking about getting into the the buyer's market. Yeah. Or yeah. sellers for that matter. Yeah, and if you're selling right now, you're thinking, okay, if I can sell by April, I'll have cash to buy, you know, by May or June. I think that's a great um, I think that's a great way to, uh, that's a great reason to come in and sit with us. Even if you're selling, you know, be sure that you know what your house is going to sell for and how much cash you're going to take into the next transaction. If you're going to buy another home, we should talk about certain things that you may want to pay off with some of that cash instead of just putting all of that cash into your next your next property. You might improve your personal finances. We just had a caller ask for your information, Steve, but I, I have to remind our listeners that you retired a couple months ago, mm-hmm. so it's probably best if you have any questions about 
planning, building, permitting that the county or your whatever your jurisdiction is a great resource. There's all of these um, these different municipalities have their planning and building departments, and the people there are so helpful. Right. Each each jurisdiction needs to be called uh, for specific questions re- regarding what you want to do in their jurisdiction. I'm available for talks and and radio shows and any time I can I can talk about uh, safety in the built environment. That's what I'm here. I I teach a class at uh, Cuesta in the fall, and I'm going to be teaching a code class for the first time at Cal Poly also in the fall. So yeah, I'll I'll try to contact your caller to see if if that's if they need that service. Okay. Well, they're they're um, off the air. Do you want to give out your number on the air? You don't have to. Yeah. Um, if you would like to get a hold of Steve, we can put you in touch. Just give us a call at Central Coast Lending during the week five four three loan five four three five six two six. We'll right. be happy to to put you in touch with Steve. But he is a uh, he is recently retired. So if you have um, questions about a project that you're working on, you should reach out to the county or your city um, planning your and building department, yep. your, whatever your local jurisdiction is, and uh, and reach out to them. There are very competent and helpful um, people all over this county to help you with your project and your your questions. So I want to take to call. yeah, and I want to take a minute as we wrap up here. Jim's giving us the landing gears down. It's time to bring the plane on to the runway and and finish up the show. Wow, I like that. <laughs> trying to land this yeah land the plane guys um r- we've talked so much about billing today I, w- I would be i would regret it if i didn't mention this that um the local home builders association on the central coast is a great resource to contract to to contact contractors um of all types general contractors subcontractors big builders small builders um it's a group of builders that that focus on just doing things right doing the right thing. Um, we're, we're associated members of the HBA, Central Coast Lending is. I attend all the meetings. I'm I'm a very happy to be part of that association. So consider the HBA when you go to find your contractors um, as for these projects you're about to do. All right, we are winding down today's episode. We're so glad that you joined us. We appreciate the, uh, the input from Marilyn and her questions and uh, our other caller, um, we love your participation, Steve. Thank you for taking time out of your time. Thank you for Saturday. having me. I really appreciate it. It's a, our pleasure. A great, great information that you've shared <laughs> with us today. Like I said, we're going to try to summarize this on our website, centralcoastlending.com. That should be up this week. If you have any mortgage needs, refinancing or purchasing, give us a call at the office this week. Five four three loan five four three five six two six. We'll be back next week with more mortgage matters. Have a great weekend.